Welcome to the Princeton Spark. My name is Wright Sinieres. This season of the Princeton Spark podcast is focused on the story of Adora, a uniquely Princeton startup that found opportunity even in a global health crisis and achieved a dream exit. This team of student entrepreneurs built a company that disrupted the college tour industry and enabled more lower-income prospective students to access more colleges across the nation. With support from the Princeton entrepreneurial ecosystem, the Adora team launched, pivoted in the face of the coronavirus pandemic, scored some early successes, and then were acquired by a terrific company. We'll meet some of those key people who helped them along the way and explore some of the lessons that any entrepreneur can take from their experience. So if you haven't already, please subscribe to the Princeton Spark in your podcast listening app of choice so you don't miss the rest of this fascinating story of Princeton student entrepreneurship. From the Princeton Entrepreneurship Council, this is the Princeton Spark. I'm Wright Sinieres. The various people that make up the Princeton entrepreneurial and innovation ecosystem have long been at work, taking risks to bring transformational ideas and companies to the world, in the nation's service and the service of humanity. These are the stories of entrepreneurship the Princeton way. At PEC, we support Princeton-connected startups and help to build the regional entrepreneurial ecosystem in New Jersey and beyond. In the last two episodes, we met Ron Mayasnik and Raya Ward, two Princeton undergraduates who set out to solve a problem with college tours. Ron had this younger friend from high school who came to Princeton for a college visit. I asked him how he enjoyed his visit, his, uh, his Princeton visit, and he looked at me without flinching and said, honestly, it sucked. So I was close friends with Ron when kind of the idea was germinating in his head. And he kept talking about like this friend that he had that came and visited and had an awful tour. And at first as a tour guide, I was like so offended. If you haven't heard those two episodes already, I encourage you to go listen to them now, wherever you found this episode, and then come back. After that blunt assessment from his friend, Ron got to work on an idea and started building a team. In came Rhea, and a third member of the triumvirate, Joseph Rubin. I'm Joseph. I'm a junior at Princeton. I study computer science, and I was CTO of Adora, and now at full measure, I'm engineering. When I first got here, I started taking a lot of computer science classes, and I met a lot of people you know, in the department. And one of the people who... I sometimes did work with at nights and, and studied with for computer science tests was Ron. And so because we knew each other, he when he was looking to build a team, he he contacted me and we sat down and he explained the idea and he showed me a demo of the augmented reality. And I thought that it was really, really interesting. I had never seen AR used like that before. It's still a relatively new technology. And that really excited me. Unlike Ron, Joseph was not thinking that a startup was immediately in his future. And then, you know, once we talked about it, I told him that, uh, that, I was, that I was definitely in. But, you know, I never really imagined that it would turn into a whole company and, and lead to where we are. Yeah, I didn't really have that kind of, that kind of background in entrepreneurship. So I really had, uh, had very little idea what I was getting myself into. Uh, over time, as we, you know, hit more goals, getting Princeton as a customer, the pitch, you know, winning the pitch competition, and then more and more, it sort of became, became more real to me as sort of an entrepreneurial endeavor. At the beginning, it was working on some apps just to, to see where it went. It was, it was totally, totally foreign experience. Not every cool idea becomes a company. What was it about this idea that Ron had 
That's after the break. Hello again, podcast listener. I would love for you to send this podcast to a friend, but if you're like me, and I know I am, I'm probably washing the dishes as I listen to this podcast. So you probably can't quite send this to a friend right this second. That's okay. Just remember this handy dandy acronym and send it when you're done doing the dishes. Ready? Here's the acronym. S-P-A-R-K. Spark. Send podcast along. Recommend kindly. That's send podcast along. Recommend kindly. And send the Princeton Spark to a friend. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the Princeton Spark. Something was different about this project, this cool idea. So I asked Joseph what it was that kept him motivated to keep working. I think probably it's it was a lot about the methodology and how seriously we took ourselves. I think that we each brought a really important skill here, you know, in terms of the technical side, in terms of running the business, and of course, user experience. And I think bringing all those pieces together, we started really thinking about like, how could we make, how could we actually make this work and make it really good and combine all the things that we know how to do. And when that happens, you know, you get designs coming in from Rhea that look really nice when I implement them and Ron's talking to Princeton and potential customers and setting up meetings and work sessions. And when you, when you kind of bring all those pieces together, then it sort of becomes this real thing that I guess the best way to describe it is you're building something that no longer, I guess, just no longer just feels like a student project. And I think that's one of the reasons that we kept going. No longer just a student project. When they built something they could show to the admission office at Princeton, then the game was raised. But like everything else in March of 2020, the coronavirus forced everyone to adapt and pivot. Here's Emily Crosby, the assistant dean for events and visitor management, who had been helping the Adora team as they developed their product. We were getting ready to launch it. We were going to use it in the summer of 2020 and make a whole big splash about like coming to campus, use the Adora app. Because mm-hmm. um, our tours are somewhat limited in the summer because we don't have that many students on campus. Right. So I think in March, April, as it became evident that this problem was not going away anytime soon, I think they had already started to think about, okay, how do we reach people now? They're in their homes because, I mean, they really, they had all of the information. They had the the capability to create this custom tour of campus. And there's already platforms out there that provide you with a, a remote tour, not so much a customized built special for you tour. So I think it just came to them that, all right, let's, let's meet people where they are, which is in their homes and create a new version of this platform, just building off what we already had. Out of the need to stay home and stay safe, but still have a viable way to personalize the college tour experience, Adora got to work. In the next episode of the Princeton Spark, we will hear from Ann Kirshner, a longtime education technology entrepreneur, a Princeton trustee, and an advisor to the Adora team. The reality is that Adora was in a great place before we were forced to go virtual. And then once we went virtual, they were already in place. To, to take full advantage and to serve students in a way that now it, it, was, it was no longer optional. It was, it was going to be required. We'll explore more about EdTech and the pandemic coming up on the Princeton Spark. This season, we'll also dive into how other students can build impactful ventures, how universities can support them, how Adora made access and equity an integral part of their product, the big decisions around an exit for a startup, and lots more. 
Princeton Spark is a production of the Princeton Entrepreneurship Council, which is Anne-Marie Maman, Don Seitz, Lauren Bender, Diane DiLorenzo, Neil Betwin, and me, Wright Sineras. Engineered this episode on Zoom and working from home. Additional engineering by Dan Kearns at the Princeton Broadcast Center. Edited by Brandon Apter. I designed the sound and music for this episode. Our theme music is by The Treadmills, who are me and guitar and bass, and John DeMond on drums. Special thanks to Allison Yaris, Scott Cohen, Ron Mayasnik, Ray Award, Joseph Rubin, Emily Crosby, Ann Kirchner, and our friends at Creative Circle, Heather Massey and Tiffany Novak. Heather Massey and Tiffany Novak. If you've enjoyed these episodes, please tell a friend. Sharing helps the most. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, at Princeton Spark. You'll find some extra content there. You can put some faces to the names and the voices that you heard on this episode, and more. We also have a newsletter, so you don't miss out on anything Princeton Spark. You can subscribe at PrincetonSpark.com. The views expressed by our guests on this show are theirs, and do not necessarily reflect the views of Princeton Entrepreneurship Council, the Office of the Dean for Research, Princeton Innovation, or Princeton University. If you haven't subscribed to the show yet, please do so wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening.